Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. Episode 50 might be dead and gone but the party is still rocking here at FPL Hangover Studios. Well I've gotten my first green arrow of the fucking season so I'm well chuffed and I am pretty sure my podcast partner in crime is pretty chuffed. Seamus how are you getting on my friend? Yeah you know it, I'm doing pretty good. Mm. Uh, first green arrow of the season here too so... There's not going to be as much despair on this podcast as previous pods that might have heard this year. I'm all, it's like a weight has been lifted off my my, my shoulders. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I have tasted the green arrow custard and it is sweet. Well, this is my first green arrow since game week 36 of last season. Because I finished in two reds. And look, game week one would have been a green arrow in normal circumstances. And that was my one good week green, this year. Game week one is never a green arrow. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not. It's just that. Uh, <laughs> It's a grey dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's your starting point. Which has its own, you know, unique beauty to it. Yeah, so the green arrow, and that's all I wanted, you know, arrest the slide, and from now, I can build and attack the season. Yeah, exactly. I feel like Monkey. I've been saying attack the season, like, all year, and I've just been dropping like stone, but yeah, now I can. Well, they say the best form of attack is defence. <laughs> is it that way, or is it the best form of defence is attack? No, the best form of attack is defence. I don't think, I think it's the other way around, I think the best form of defence is attack. We'll have to start this whole podcast again, James. Attack, wi- <laughs> attack wins matches, defense wins, wins titles. Yeah, exactly. See, that's why I get fucked up in my head. But look, getting to the meat and potatoes of this game week, we both got our green arrows. What did you come out of this game week with, Seamus? A green arrow? No. You just said that. Yeah, well, spoiler come alert. Come on. We're going to go into a bit more detail. I think you mean points. Yes. Yeah. Um, 62 points this week. Mm-hmm. Not terrible, which is 10 above the average of 52. Over, uh, sorry, game week rank, first of all, was 1.6 million. Okay. Not, not bring you'd want to be in the top million, but that's still much better than my last few game weeks. Now, my overall rank is back. I'm still outside the top 2 million, unfortunately. 2.1 million, but it was at, what was it, 2.69, 2.7 million. So you're going to have about 750,000 pesos? Yeah, so I'll take that. Um, the thing that helped was, uh, the thing that... It was a weird game week for me because it felt like it was going to be an awful game week when I left the house at like just after half time on Saturday when mm-hmm. in the middle of those games when Man City were like 6-0 up at that time. It felt like it was going to be a terrible game week. At that point, Kevin De Bruyne had only like one assist. And then it turned into actually a really good game week because Kevin De Bruyne then got a goal and assist and uh, Pope kept his clean sheet and things like this. Yeah. Lundstrom, I, I, I realized that I was getting Lundstrom off the bench and he had 12, he got a like an assist mm. and bonus points. So that's where my kind of points came from. 17 from KDB, 12 from Lundstrom. My vice captaincy, which went uh, came into play, was on Salah. So that was a missed opportunity. Um, I thought about putting it in Kevin De Bruyne, mm. but I thought, no. It's not Sterling, it's Salah. I've been, and I'll tell you, we'll go into that in a while, but um, yeah, Robbo, eight points in on Sunday was helpful too. Yeah, so you climbed up, you got your green arrow, all all is well in the world. I think this game week, so from what I've seen, now maybe I'm looking at things through a fucking little bubble here, but it seems to be the people who had KDB as vice captain and the people who didn't have KDB as vice captain. I think captain. so, I think yeah. so. And I was one of those lucky people who did have KDB. I got that game week six classic transfer switch of Sterling out... KDB as my captain and Lundstrom off the bench, 
which you'll see replicated in several teams we're going to talk about yeah. throughout the, the episode. So I was buzzing. Um, I saw the two K- Kevin KDB assists, and I was like, okay, grand. I left, did my bits and bobs, and uh, checked after the match, and I was like, okay, they've got an extra goal. It was 8-0. Please fucking uh, be KDB. <laughs> it is. Okay, perfect. Because yeah. he was dying for that goal. You love uh, doing your bits and bobs on a Saturday evening, I do, don't you? I do. I like to get out of there. You know, I've been watching football all fucking day. But uh, I was like, fuck it. Uh, delighted with that. Delighted with the Lundstrom thing. And yeah, I got some points out of uh, Donkey. Got me a clean sheet and a bonus point. which was Oh, happy yeah. With. Yeah, you got uh, points. I saw that. You, what, anywhere else get points in your team? I had Mr. Callum Wilson, who was a hot talking point on uh, Friday evening. The Friday night kickoff was Bournemouth versus Southampton. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he left it late, but he got his uh, 94th minute goal. And that was... That was my low light of the week. Okay, so fair enough. Because we're going to come on to that in a minute, but that was definitely my low light of the week. We'll come on to it now. We'll come on to it now. (laughs) But just to also say, you had Ederson for seven points as well. I did have Ederson for seven points. I got some points. Because I should have had points for Zinchenko, who didn't play, but I'll take those Lundstrom yummy points all the time. Who who did you get that uh, Lundstrom on for? I got Sterling. Sorry. Oh, so he's your first sub. You yeah. only had one sub and it was Lundstrom. Yep. Anyone else that you could have possibly played instead? No, I had a Dundonker and Wickham. So I was like, I mean, Lundstrom is always going to be my first sub. <laughs> Do you oh, know? Really? So, yeah. Oh, okay. So I've been playing pretty tight with my team. So I was delighted there. But I want to get to this this beef you got there, Seamus, with Mr. Callum Wilson. Now, you at the start of the season were singing his praises. And you also, if I believe correctly, last episode said that you feel like he could be an FPL elite this year. Uh, yeah, I think he's the sort of player that could take over, and this game week kind of proves what he can kind of do. Yeah, so how is um, it a low light? And I want to, no, the low light is not Mr. Callum Wilson. The low light is are the circumstances leading to his shitty seven points. Uh, the game was one. They were two on up. It was the 95th minute. It was over the five minutes allocated injury time. It was like a goal kick to the attacking team. I would pretty much had turned you know go, that's his game over they'll probably blow it up from this goal kick oh no they won't did you see the goal uh, i did yes i did i watched it back oh my god and i would have been in the same position as you and, uh, i know you have this guy that's why it was my low light of the week i was like okay i want i was you know i still our differentials I, are few and far between so we have to savor them when they're there exactly and, with you. and i had him and i came off him earlier so, in the season and since i've come off him he's just kept tipping away and Got yeah. what twelve, thirteen points last week. So I was happy to see a blank, and I was I like not ashamed to say I had been was counting my chickens. Yeah. I was going to the chicken bank, deposit well, those chickens, and then before they hatched. Yeah, <laughs> they, oh, they were still like eggs, but I was like, you know what? They're, like, they're not going to hatch this I stage. I can almost hear them squawking. Oh, yeah, and then defensive mix-up, gun, make an absolute howler, come running out for no apparent reason, freaks his defender out who doesn't know what to do all of a sudden. Misses the ball. Callum Wilson can't believe he's luck. And another thing that I found really strange, I don't want to get, we don't really talk too much about XG on this. The XG for his chance for that goal was not like crazy high. It was like 0.58 or 0.6 or something like that. Well, speaking to Nick Noramus as myself, that's uh, low considering it was an open goal, no? It was an open goal. I was like, that's got to be a 0.95 or 0.9 XG. Mm. No, it was like 0.63, I think, or something like that. It was only like, yeah, most people will score that. It's a really, really high chance. And apparently that's where XG is a bit of a flaw. It doesn't take into account position of the goalkeeper, yeah. defenders and stuff like that. It's like, so if the ball fell to you in a penalty area like that, you'd probably score to yeah. get the shot off. But it doesn't take into account other circumstances like that. The fact that, yeah, he had no But goal. the XG was not the low light. The low light was fucking Angus Gunn giving you 
extra points and he was on for like the three bonus points there for a small while so like i uh i got a bit loose in the uh the old whatsapp chat that we have going here between uh us and uh, our friends in the mini league um i was like no this is bullshit i call foul on this flag on the play it was over 95 minutes time but you know what yeah i got over it then uh on sunday i actually forgot about it so until you said what was your low light of the week and i was like oh i did kind of lose the rag on friday night didn't i (laughs) well i mean it's to be expected as i said friday night you're all everyone's looking at that one game and the only thing you've got riding in that game is uh callum wilson to do nothing you're like okay i'll be happy with a blank from wilson here that's a big differential for sure and uh yeah that's robbed from you so i completely get it i was in a similar position i was constantly checking my phone i was in the pub having a few drinks that night constantly checking the phone and when it got to 92 93 minutes i was like ah fuck this anyway and it wasn't until you put a message in the whatsapp chat about Callum Wilson. i was like oh shit i was like I, oh, he's only gone and done it but look that's your low light and it brings me to my highlight of the week which oh. is of a similar bitter stance okay uh and my highlight of the week this week was your first sub which, uh, you know, in, in FPL, every point counts. And those two points that Dendonker didn't have coming off yeah. your bench might just prove to be something by the end of the season. So I got a massive chuckle off of Dendonker's own goal this week. I was like, I knew he wasn't coming yeah, off for me. Yeah, so a nice zero points. And he was, that's why I was asking you about Lundstrom, who's your first sub? And you said Lundstrom. I started Dendonker. Yeah. Now, I had both come off anyway. Lundstrom was my second sub. And because Zinchenko and Cerny didn't play, I got Nindonker and Lundstrom. But, uh, so I was lucky in that regard, but I should, yeah. yeah. Now it's we like, probably shouldn't be getting so bitter about each other's teams for our highlights and low you know what? each episode. O- other pods I, I listen to are quite happy. Like, oh, you did quite well this week. Uh, fair play. But like, I'm freaking out when you get like uh, a late Wilson goal because he was anonymous the whole game. Yeah, I heard uh, he did, quite did nothing. King had an excellent game, had a penalty turned down, he had a goal disallowed. Um, I'm not sure if he got the bonus points or anything like that but while we're looking at the Bournemouth Southampton game and there isn't a whole lot more to take from it other than Wilson's goal but you mentioned King there and do you think he's becoming more of an FPL option like I mean not more of one because we talked about him all season but he's got his place like he's playing uh, he's, he's, starting, not bad. You know? he's not bad 6.5 has he gone down or anything is he still 6.5 he could be down to 6.3 6.4 now just but... how volatile the price markets are that's the reason I'm asking mm. because I wouldn't be surprised if he's 6.4 6.5 he could definitely be still 6.5 um, I'm just looking at him I'm going if if someone wanted to bring in a third striker right now a lot of the ter- the kind of cheap strikers are hitting that 7 million mark when you look at the likes of Pookie yeah. Abraham Holler uh, Barnes is in the high 6.7 I think he is now 6.8 maybe but so you've got like you're all above there and King is just under that 6.5 mark and I'm going eh, you know he- would I transfer him in mm. you know what it's kind of it reminds me of the uh, Barnes and Wood situation at Burnley that everyone's been getting in Barnes the last few weeks and last few weeks and this week was uh, Woods yeah. time to shine you got two goals and Max Bonus and had a nice little tidy score this week Barnes owners were left uh you know, kicking the sand, kicking the dirt. But that, well, that's what I'm interested in. Like, do you see King as the Woods to Wilson's Barnes? He'll tip away again, especially having penalties in his locker. Yeah, um, that's a big one. Fraser seems to be out. He played very well the last day, and he actually King actually was pushed further left. That's uh, negative to him, but he he's actually very fast. I didn't realize how fast he was. Yeah. Uh, so he was kind of pushed to the left hand side and was coming in quite a bit. 
So that you would imagine would dent his appeal. Yeah, I just think for his price point, he's definitely one to work monitoring because if he does keep that 90 minute starts and picks up a, you know a decent average points per game you he, he could be someone towards the kind of latter end latter stage of the first half of the season that you might be looking at he know? looks a better option than Fraser I'll say that yeah um, uh, because Fraser has like been benched out the last two games in a row and he, he did he came on up. for Wilson this he week. came on and he scored and he could be back in the starting team soon but like this is without uh, what's the young fella there that's got in Brooks yeah this is without Brooks in the team uh, Harry Wilson on the other side seems to have nailed down the kind of right midfield spot he's come off early in the last couple of matches you know Wilson. I mean like Wilson oh, came off with Fraser that. this week I think yeah. uh, but that's going to happen with Fraser on the bench though he is I think it's also worth noting that this is Wilson's first shot in the box I think if memory serves me correct really? I think uh, if it's not like, I know he's definitely his first goal inside the box yeah. but uh, I'd just be waiting a bit longer on Harry Wilson to see if he just maintains those starts yeah I'm, I was a small bit interested in Harry Wilson but uh, just to compare King and Fraser uh, I think King is probably a better option there but there's better options out there yeah you know if you if you have him keep I'd say that I wouldn't be getting off him at this stage I would have said that even before the last game because Burnley uh, Bournemouth have a few nice fixtures but uh, I don't know if he's necessarily a buy. Well, luckily, it's a decision I don't have to make because I still have Wilson, uh, even though my wild card is active. Whoop, whoop. Yes, that is right. My wild card is active. Uh, I set it up there yesterday evening. My plan all, uh, all two days of the weekend <laughs> was to possibly wild card on Sunday evening. Uh, that was my reasoning for kind of my rash transfer on, on, so on this- Friday. This is your low light. No, this is not my low light. Uh, my low light this week, if my highlight was in Donker, my low light this week was McGinn. Oh, yeah, yeah which I suppose yeah, that's, that's that. I, I thought you were making this. I was Sorry. like, oh, he's really worked this really well. He's yeah. got this segueing in perfectly. No, I fucked up. <laughs> my fucking brain was going in two different directions there. Yeah, so because you were wildcarding, you are like, you know what? I'm not going to waste a transfer. Yeah, that was exactly my rationale. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, I wanted to do it Friday because it would kind of encourage me to... You know, to not be judged. If I had a bad week, because I was fully expecting, you know, I was like the way my season had gone so far, I was like this could easily be another shit week. Be ready for it, and I don't want to have to kind of rely on frustration or, or on any of that shit. As it turned out, had a pretty great week. Uh, got I don't think I even went through my fucking. You didn't. You kind of moved on to um, your low life. Yeah. What, well, what was your final score? Uh, Seventy nine points. I got this week. What uh, is your rank and p- overall points now? So I got seventy nine points this week, which was a game week rank of somewhere in the somethings. I didn't actually look at it, but it has moved me from one point, uh, like yeah, two hundred thirty eight thousand uh, game week rank, which is pretty. That's a really good one. Now you know, get that every week and you're winning FPL. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, when's that ever going to fucking happen? That's but that moved me back well inside the top million. I'm back up to seven hundred five hundred and uh, forty six thousand now. So I was one point two million at pretty much over half my rank that's a big old jump yeah so I'm like okay I'm gonna build on from here keep the momentum going wild card activate and uh, yeah so on Friday evening 10 to 7 in and about 10 to 7 I set down the toilet like I usually do to make my last minute uh, decisions you were in your office I was in my office and uh, yeah I decided fuck this I 
getting my Cantwell in. I was like, he's going to go up tonight. Um, I know I'm going to be doing this when I do my wildcard anyway, because I think he's going to be my Dindonker replacement, essentially. And uh, fuck it, McGinn's against Arsenal, Cantwell against Burnley. Hopefully there's some goals in that. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> on both accounts. Uh, McGinn really twisted the knife on me this week and uh, got a nice 10-point haul for his owners. And I've seen a lot of people talking about getting him in, and I'm going, you know what, lads? You're not entirely wrong. I watched the West Ham game. That was kind of, I think the word is hokey cokey is that common fpl parlance maybe yeah hokey. when you swing your plan oh when you're switching in between it yeah like if you're doing the hokey cokey between obama yang and kane yeah. or something yeah so i did the mcginn cantwell hokey cokey the the hokey cokey of pun it's punable names yeah. well i went from mcginn to can't uh, you know that was my decision in game week five as like cantwell or mcginn i was like mcginn because he's against west ham knowing that long term it's going to be cantwell because of the price oh, okay. so i kind of you know i was being a little bit uh, arrogant i suppose but when shit's going down you need little things like that to lighten the mood in FPL you need to it was a Monday night game I was like fuck this I want to take a bit of a punt maybe McGinn does something he did jack shit against West Ham but fucking boy did he uh, deliver for his owners against uh, As- or against Arsenal at the weekend and you know what fair play to him I think you know in general terms he's a decent FPL option I think he's very attacking uh, 5.6 is a great price point um, whether Villa can maintain scoring goals or not throughout the season is something I'm not too sure of I mean they do have a nice run to keep it going they have Burnley, Norwich and Brighton next so I mean, if I had if I had McGinn and I wasn't wildcarding, which would have been me two weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> uh, then yeah, I'd be holding on to him for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they've got three nice fixtures coming up here. Two home games. They seem to be better at home. Yeah. Than away. I think we can safely say that so far from the evidence we've seen. Which uh, is to be fair of most. Like that is the case most of promoted. most, especially yeah, yeah. promoted teams. Yeah. And the lower league teams, even if they're not promoted, but uh, Burnley at home next and. Uh, Brighton at home in game week nine just after the international break in between that away to Norwich now Norwich are good at home but they are pretty leaky so uh, Aston Villa could have a chance and they would have played them last season so because they're not scoring a whole lot of goals they are relying on people chipping in from midfield and we know that McGinn likes a shot from the edge of the box I actually haven't seen the Arsenal game so yeah. I don't know if he scored a tap in or if he scored a belter from 30 yards but uh, could, did you see it? It was a tap in basically uh, we, the ball came in from the left McGinn was just coming onto the 6 yard okay. line perfectly yeah so an old Frank Lampard goal. Yeah, exactly. More like a, yeah, I, yeah, kind yeah, of. I, didn't I, smash it in like Lampard would. It was more of a cross and you got a, a one-touch kind of shot. Well, I'd be in. happy if I um, had McGinn anyway. Um, he seems to have performed better over the same like period that you might have considered him or Tobias. Yeah. Uh, or Tobias or whatever you want to pronounce his name as. Uh, I think you'd be much more happy if we had McGinn. Oh, for sure. But Cantwell is a player. When As soon as you got him in, I was like, okay, well, that's one less differential I had on you, but... He is like an amazing price. He's five million now, and he's still excellent value. I mean, like at the start of the season, preseason, we're talking about how Dendonker is the four point five option to have, and little did we know that it was actually uh, Cantwell all along. It was like, okay, this. But do you know how close that decision is? Like Dendonker, like apparently had an amazing chance to score uh, at the weekend, but they, uh, that, well, I've been missed saying it that and the then the scored an own goal. That what you're you're see you're going out with a you're going out with a girl a German girl, okay. so don't throw that in my face. <laughs> no, you fucking you're all about the Schadenfreude. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, what says the guy who's low light was Callum Wilson in a goal. Yeah, that's your, my low light. Your highlight is me failing. <laughs> okay, my low light is just disappointment. Your highlight is yeah. Schadenfreude. Touche, touche. So yeah, did you mention your highlight? 
No, no, I wasn't asked, actually. Well, I jumped <laughs> straight to forgetting the thing that I was meant to do at the start of the episode. But, like, getting onto it, what is your highlight this week? Uh, my highlight would be in that uh, fabulous Man City performance. So, I was going to mention my low light being Sterling being benched. Um, but then I was like, you know what? After, like, about 18 minutes when they were 5-0 up, I was like, you know what? He's not coming on. Yeah. So, I was fairly happy with that anyway. So, I was over that pretty quickly. Uh, Zinchenko not being the squad was a kick in the stones. My highlight was when I looked no at my phone intended. and saw that. Uh, yeah, no pun intended. My highlight was when I looked at my phone when I was out because I left the house when it was six 0 I was like, "Fuck this! I'm having a terrible game week." Doing your bits and bobs. Yeah, doing my bits and bobs. Oh, I was just in the pub having a, a few pints, and yeah, basically saw Lundstrom got an assist and they were winning two 0 And then clean sheet secured. I was like, he's definitely on for some bonus. Twelve points coming off my bench because he was my second sub. And we didn't get that fourteen point haul in game nope. week two, I believe. Or it was one. game week two, I think. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. he didn't uh, he didn't come off our bench for that. So, yeah, there was a lot of missing players this week. And I know a lot of people got Lundstrom, but that was definitely my highlight of the week. Uh, John Lundstrom doing bits, you know. But uh, that was John, very... Bas- John Wan-Bissaka this year, I believe, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I don't even think he like Wan-Bissaka was doing this well last year. Well, yeah, I don't know. He didn't get the double-digit hauls didn't, that, didn't get two double uh, digits. that Lundstrom did, but he did get like a bunch of three bonus points and clean sheets at the, in the first couple He did weeks. get a couple. But the reason I didn't start him uh, or even make him first sub is because they were away, and I thought, you know, Everton are going to be like really uh, are going to be good. I was like, Everton away from home? Yeah, they're pretty poor, but at home, should be a banker. Yeah. But there's problems at Everton. There is, there is, and we'll get on to Everton. Uh, we mentioned McGinn, and we're not going to go back and dwell on it too long. But uh, I did want to draw attention to our FPL Hangover Mini League right now. And unfortunately, well, not for him, he's on top of it. But unfortunately, <laughs> there hasn't been a change. So there, you know, the, the status quo has remained. Is that even, does that even make sense? The stat, no, it is always. Don't still. overthink it, you did it. Perfectly. Okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but the status quo is there. Uh, David Sexton is still top of the. FPL hangover. Oh, I can't even. I'm stumbling on the goddamn thing now. The FPL hangover <laughs> podcast mini league. I nearly call it the FPL Tiger League. I was like, that's definitely not it. Uh, the FPL hangover mini league. Yeah, he stayed top, and McGinn uh, was uh, a big uh, kind of returns uh, source for himself. Uh, you know, differential wise. I was looking at his team and 85 points. I was going, fuck me. I've had 79 points this week. I was expecting to gain a bit of ground on yeah. the leader of the mini league. Nope. Dave Sexton smashed. has fucking smashed it. 85 Ooh, he's points. in the top 6,000. Uh, yeah. Fair o- play, David. Overall, yeah. 5,294. Uh, 5, uh, in Ireland, in this merry little island that we live upon, he's in the top, top 300, 271. Nice. So fucking fantastic uh, buzz for you, man. Keep that shit going. Yeah, Fair keep that going as long as you can, David. Yeah, maybe not too long, though. And he benefited from the De Bruyne vice-captain. He did, yeah. He that's he the same as myself. He had the De Bruyne vice-captain and Lundstrom coming on for Sterling. That exact uh, same kind of substitution that I feel had a big part to play in this game week. But he also, as I said, had McGinn. That was a big differential between himself and myself. Uh, and I felt, couldn't help but feel like that was a little bit, you know, a little yeah. bit of extra salt on that uh, McGinn wound. Once once we get a few more weeks into the season, I think we got to start uh, calling it top five. Um, I, we haven't prepared this week, but once we start getting into the 
top 10, top 5, maybe we'll start calling it out a bit more. But until then, maybe we'll hold on. Uh, yeah, Because just, it's just so volatile. Well, I was going to say, it's it's not volatile at the top because this is what, his third or fourth week? At this is his, I think, uh, his fourth week. As in, we week. had Ian on Ian, game week one. Eric, Eric Brass spinning. And now, yeah, David yeah. for uh, So, I mean, there's... Still close. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely not stop, Seamus. No, you know? I'm going to give out the code, though. Um... We are going to... We said we we're going to close it off at the end of September. Do we want to keep that going a bit I longer? I was going to wrap it up now, but I mean, since... Because we have a nice even number. Uh, but, like, since uh, you have mentioned it, fuck it, we'll do one more week of it. Yeah, uh, we'll close it off after this game week. and uh, Or we could just make it, you know what, next international break. It's yeah, done. that's fair. That's what we'll do, next international break. So here's the code to join if you want to join the FPL Hangover Podcast Mini League. It's ELN5Z3. Echo Lima, November 5 Zulu 3 that's get joining folks so we're going to close this off and there will be prizes for there will be a prize for first I'm not going to say pl- prizes plural there will be a prize for first which will be announced we'll announce it after the second international third international <laughs> yeah we'll just keep the shit going everything we'll... goes with international game weeks okay at least my mood cycle does but look because it's a special episode in the sense that one of us is wildcarding uh, actually before I continue with that you have talk to talk this week of possibly wildcarding as well Seamus but do you have any inclination as to whether you're going to walk that particular walk I don't think I will is it because I already have done it no it's because I looked at my team and well that's kind of making me <laughs> not want to do it now because I know we'll end up with the exact same goddamn team I'm quite happy with my team I I looked at my team and the fixtures for next week and I realised why would I want to get rid of most of these it's the fringe players I want to get rid of and I don't want to be using a wild card just to get 0.1 increases and, you know, avoid decreases to the likes of Dent Donker and stuff like that. I think I can make, like, I rolled my transfer last week. The transfer move I was going to make was I was going to do Robbo to Trent. And actually, Robbo outscored Trent by a point this week. So that worked out well. Yep. When Trent scored that goal, I was like, no, no, not this. Not but you again. must have been happy with Salah's assist. I was delighted with Salah's yeah, assist. because fucking I was rolled like, the ball. I was please. like, oh, my captain has got me assist. And I'll be honest... None of those Liverpool attackers look great at all. Uh, Salah certainly looked off the pace. Anytime he got into a promising position, he kind of overdwelled on the ball or over like Tamori seemed to kind of mark him pretty well. I thought Tamori had a great game. Yeah. Um, Mane was like non-existent really. It's not like he had a bad game. He just didn't really do get on the ball a whole lot. And yeah. uh, Firmino had, he looked good at the start and then he was gassed. It seemed like he just had no energy. But yeah, I... You're happy with that was go- that was going to be my move. I rolled I rolled my transfer just to get back on point here. Roll my transfer, so now I have two this week, and I think I can get Abraham in here um, with two moves. Mm. It means downgrading Van Dyke. Yeah, I would rather keep Van Dyke this week and get rid of Dean. I also need to address my Zinchenko problem, so I might take a minus four and uh, get Abraham in. That also gets rid of Wickham. But I'm going to wait, obviously, till after the midweek games. And, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, like, the reason I ask is because a lot of those decisions uh, I'm going through myself. Um, and as I mentioned, I'm, you know, like, the wildcard was very much in my thoughts before the game week ended. Because of, you know, you mentioned uh, the fact that you're thinking of getting Tammy Abraham in. I think Chelsea's fixture swing 
we mentioned it a lot last week that we were waiting to get this Liverpool game out of the way. But as it is a, a, a special episode this week, we're going to kind of focus a lot of the the hot topics through the prism of my wildcard <laughs> and yeah. what players I've got in and why I've got them in. And what fixtures look good. And Yeah, yeah and you mentioned a couple of players there that is worth talking about. And FPL Rossi this week, he popped up with a question regarding Chelsea assets and... I have it here. Do you want me to pull it up? Yeah, do. Shout it out. So he has uh, FPL Rossi, friend of the pod here, has three Liverpool and three Man City players. He also has Tammy. Yeah. But he wants to get in Mount. He's not happy with Dean at the moment. Lucas Dean for uh, Everton. And Everton is another team we can talk about at length in a while. But he wants another... He's wondering, look, would another third Chelsea player be too much? So I'm assuming he's already got plans in motion to get in Mount. And that means downgrading Dean. Yeah. So... It looks like he's going for, I assume, he hasn't mentioned Tamori. Uh, maybe he's thinking of Aspilicueta now or something like that. I don't know. But uh, Tamori for 4.5 looks pretty set. Their upcoming fixture swing that we discussed, Brighton at home, Southampton away, Newcastle at home, Burnley away, Watford away, Crystal Palace at home. Those are six tasty fixtures. Yeah. So he's thinking is three Chelsea, three Liverpool and three Man City too much? Is he overexposed? What do you think? Well, see, uh, as I mean, as I was saying, like it's a similar kind of situation as myself. I have, I don't have three Liverpool players. I have two Liverpool players. I have three City, and I'm probably gonna have two Chelsea by the time I'm done. Now three, three and three. That's nine players mm. taken up in three teams. For me personally, I don't like only having. You know, three matches essentially uh, in the week that I'm like that are going to decide my whole game week. I like to spread it a little bit more. I'm the exact same, but that's what happened to me this week actually. Between the Burnley game, the Burnley Norwich game, I had four players involved. Yeah. Obviously, I had three Man City players. Didn't in the end, as it turned out. And in the Liverpool game, I had uh, three Liverpool players. So in I had basically ten players playing in three games. Yeah. And in the end, now with subs. Yeah, that was a bit more. But I, I was like terrified. I was like, if these games don't go exactly yeah. like I think they're going to go, I'm screwed. Yeah, no, no. And exactly. I got rescued. I got bailed out of it. But Well, I mean, I think the Liverpool, uh, like the match, as I said, your captain got you an assist and Robertson got uh, an assist and some bonus Oh, yeah, points. I got away with it. But I see exactly what you mean. You're you're feeling like everything comes down to this. Yeah. If, other, if these games are quiet and the likes of Arsenal um, start smashing it, then... You know, uh, and uh, everyone has a Bamiang, and I don't have him. Then I could be screwed. The only thing I'll say for Chelsea is that they're so kindly priced this season uh, that it's not too hard to come off them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not really rebuilding a team around them. The likes of your mounts—that's a six point five price point right now. So I mean, it's not devastating to want to go to another six point five option if if one was to fucking appear, or even if say. You wanted to go up to Pepe. You're not going to massively have to. I'm, I'm just talking. I'm rambling now with the Pepe nonsense. Yeah, well, Pepe, but you know what I mean? hard to get to. What yeah, yeah, about? I realize that. But uh, yeah, no. So I mean, like, they, they are easy to kind of stick with. Tammy, as we mentioned already, is among several uh, forwards priced around that 7 million mark. But you can get to him. With yeah. Tammy, for example, I mentioned my two moves. I'm going to go from Wickham probably to Tammy. And how are you making the 3 million for yourself? Uh, oh, I have 0.7 in the bank. Okay. Uh, from whatever transfers I made the last time. So You're taking I, a downgrade in Dean. So it? then I could down... Well, if I downgrade Dean, I can't afford him. But well, that kind of ties into FPL Rossi, who's kind of talking about offloading Dean. And yeah. as I mentioned, like I have offloaded him in my wildcard. I'm like, 
looking at Everton's fixtures for the next couple of weeks, not overly impressive. City one this week is obviously a big one. You know, like I feel like they could get absolutely trashed by City. Um, so I don't really want fancy team too much for that. Burnley away. Burnley aren't too bad at keeping clean sheets at home. And Everton... No, Burnley been... are a good home team. And yeah. just, the thing about it, most of all, is Everton's, like, attack seems anemic at the moment. Yep. And... Like he is like we know Dean is whipping him balls and crosses, but who's going to score these goals? You know, Calvert Loon can't hit the fucking backside of a barn. Like when we were talking about everything at the start of the season, you were looking at their clean sheet uh, run that they went on towards the end of last season. Be careful, Seamus. <laughs> you were looking at their clean sheet season that uh, uh, the end of last season, their clean sheet run that continued into a preseason and continued into the start the first of the games. Yeah. So, I don't think there was any harm looking at Everton Assets, um, and especially with Luke Steen, who has got two uh, double-digit returns this season so far. So, I mean... Two double-digit returns? I don't know if they're double-digit. He's definitely he's had definitely one. He's definitely had uh, two clean sheets in a row, and he's had an assist as well. So, he's he's like he hasn't been doing terrible, but when you're looking at this at the moment, you think big at the back is kind of gone. Or if it's not gone, then you want to be downscaling a bit. Maybe one step at a time. You don't maybe want to get rid of everyone, but you kind of want to go... Well, maybe I'll get rid of Van Dyke this week. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll get rid of Dean the next week, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, you've got like Trent and four point five, Trent Lundstrom and three four point fives. Well, I haven't looked now to see if like FPL Rossi has uh, used his wild card at any stage or whether that was an option. Uh, it doesn't sound like it too much. It sounds like you know with that kind of three city Liverpool three city players, you're probably pretty solid team. Uh, with Dina for me, like looking at their fixtures, I think if you were to see through the city match. And not expect anything from it, which is yeah. what you know well, the main thing. To not expect any points from the city match, it'd be anything that does come of it is a bonus. Yeah. Um, if you can sit through that one, they do have the Burnley, West Ham, and Brighton next. Not too bad, uh, and then Southampton and Norwich following the Spurs game. So it's not too bad from game week eight up to about game week thirteen. But then it turns shit. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like even if Dean was like on top form, I'm not expecting. Look into. Look into Everton's away record over the last 18 months. Yeah. It's very, very bad. And I don't have the stats to hand. I feel like I've underprepared here by not bringing these in with me. You can make them up. No um, one checks these things. I think they've got like six wins or something like that in the last 18 months away from home. That's fucking not. That's shite. Like, yeah. it's terrible. Um, I don't know what that translates to in away points and stuff like that. But... They've been terrible. So, like, of their next games, their first, their next three home games, only West Ham at home was a good fixture. Home to Man City uh, in game week seven, and then they're at home to Spurs in game week 11. Yeah. Yeah, but you're waiting. We're talking about game week 11, game week uh, 13 before they're playing Norwich at home. The away games to Burnley, who are much better this year, and uh, away games to Burnley and away games to Brighton. So what you're saying is that, like, I'm actually surprised because I thought, you know, I know how much you like your fucking expensive defenders and how you didn't seem too unconvinced uh, as big at the back last week. It seems like it might have changed a bit now. It's, I mean, just every week that Liverpool are conceding a goal, you know, I've double Liverpool, I'm overexposed and there's players up front and in midfield who I can't get because I'm sticking with these guys and the longer it goes on, the more I'm like, I got to start moving the money away because I'm falling behind because I'm sticking with these, expecting them to turn around. Yeah. And I think Dean is the one least likely to um, return points. I would say him and 
what's his name uh, Van Dyke yeah. in the next few at least Van Dyke is playing Sheffield United away next I'd rather I expect him there here's an interesting uh, stat that was put up and I haven't double checked it but uh, he's a good source usually on FPL Twitter uh, FPL Kernow put a tweet out today saying that the combined cumulative score well that's the same word isn't that combined oh, cumulative that. score of all defenders to play Man City this season is zero. Which is a mad stat. But if you think about it, they just concede, They just scored eight against Watford, so all those Watford players are like minus two or minus three in the case of anyone who got a yellow card. Yeah. Um, the same thing would have happened uh, in a few other games as well that they played. Uh, minus points and stuff like that. No defender against them has had an attacking return. Um, so with that in mind, the expected return for Dean in this game would be a zero. Yeah. And if we're you know, unlucky enough, you could be talking about a minus point. So he has to be on my bench. So why don't I just get rid of him then? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I definitely wouldn't advise resting a six million defender. I mean, he's in your team because of what he can do on set pieces and free kicks and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely wouldn't advise resting him, even though I do completely see... If Everton were actually scoring goals, but conceding goals, I'd play him. Yeah. But Everton aren't really scoring goals either. They just lost 2-0 at home to Sheffield United. Yep, no, fair enough. And look... I think... Uh, but go back to... Sorry, you were just going to make a point. Just go back to what Rossi was saying. That's That was what my point was going to be. I don't, so he, I don't think three Chelsea is, is too, too much. much. No, I don't either because of the price point and because you're probably looking at a Tamori as your third Chelsea player. Um, you know, like, I mean, when he says, would Chelsea's fixers... Uh, would Chelsea's fixers would another Chelsea player as in a defender to replace Dean be too much? Assuming, as you said, it's Tamori. I'm looking at Tamori, 4.5. Uh, Has to be Tamori. Although yeah. Alonso looked good. He did, but I just don't know how long Emerson's out for. Oh, so. I remember. <laughs> I said I had a song for this pod and I forgot what it was. Go for it. <laughs> it was, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's Tamori. <laughs> and I'm not going to sing the rest of it. But well, that's, that that has I'm not, I'm not clued up with the Chelsea Terrace chance. That has to be one. Surely, yeah. if that's not a chant, that's got to become a chant. You need to get a ticket to Stamford Bridge just so you can start it. I'm not going to those hooligans go away. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry to all the Chelsea fans that James just offended. But look, we've been focusing on uh, the Everton-Chelsea stuff a bit too much. Uh, thanks for that question, FBL Rossi. We hope we didn't butcher it too much. But getting back to you know what's really important here and that's my wildcard team Seamus I've had a couple of transfers in my team this week that I wanted to get your opinions on and we just talked about Dean and I've got Dean out for cur- currently in my spot my in my in that spot is Aurier and I wanted to get your opinion on that uh, Aurier as an option two starts he looks to be like you know you know set to start in the next match <laughs> it was, yeah uh, it was unlucky he had a goal this week he did. That yeah. was a huge swing for some people in our mini leagues. Yeah, that not was naming actually, names. Not naming any names, but that was uh, another bit, of, another bit of Schadenfreude for me. Anyway, was seeing a ten point swing go from in the space of five minutes of a football match. That was uh, cruel, though. It was cruel. Yeah, uh, it was a fine strike, the finest of margins for some being offside. I didn't really think it was offside, but, but yeah, luckily it doesn't the, matter. It doesn't matter. Think. It's. Uh, <laughs> That's a VAR discussion, and I think we have a VAR veto this season. We, we try not to just get bogged down because you'll end up speaking about that too long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he scored a, like a really good goal and then chalked off. So, so I, I thought he was actually a really good move this week. And three of the next the next three games are all really good options. Well, that's what I. That's why he's in my team. Southampton away. Or Southampton home this week. That's a fucking lovely fixture. Mm. Stay don't look too uh, aggressive in front of goals. Um, Brighton away, who another team struggling to score this season. 
and Watford. Yeah, you'd have to pretty tootless teams. You'd have to speak to Spurs fans that kind of know how nailed Aurier is. How could you trust a Spurs fan? Yeah, there is that. We know <laughs> we just know so many of them. It's yeah. like they're kind of everywhere to ask. They're all untrustworthy. But <laughs> I would expect him to be. I don't think Kyle Walker Peters. I said it's the start of season. I don't think Kyle Walker Peters is a starter for them, and I don't think it's going to be rotating like. Um, what's his name Trippier and Aurier were last year with Trippier getting most of the starts and Aurier getting 25% of the starts I think Aurier would play 80% of the games so Akiar and Ishnish for Aurier what Akiar and Ishnish it's oh. in the words of Sasha Barkov <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't know which is which uh, I like it for the next three there might be better options out there yeah. possibly but he's only what 4.9 4.9 that's uh, what I want to hear. I like hear. that. That's not a bad move at all. That's what I want to hear. Save the money from Dean as well. Yeah, and the plan is then if I want to come down further. So in regards to my team, the whole essence of this wild card was to basically capitalize on the Chelsea fixture switch and also start siphoning money out of my defense at a bit, yeah. a bit of a faster rate. Aurier is, you know, maybe more money than I intended on there. Like I was looking at a Sayunku there for 4.5 and then I'd have... Yeah, you mentioned him last week. That was your plan, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was the thing. And then I'd have a bit of extra cash in the bank. But right now with my strikers, which is a bit of a problem point because I don't have a Tammy Abram in my wildcard team. And I have a Barnes and I have a, I have a Wilson. <laughs> and that's the reason I don't have a fucking Tammy Abrams. Now, I will be looking at ways to bring him in. But it's more than likely going to not happen. You're a big fan of Barnes, aren't you? I was going to say, why don't you have Tammy? I mean, Wilson, yeah, I like Wilson's uh, next two home games. Yeah. I'm not sure, so sure about Barnes. I think he'll continue to tip away. But just Burnley aren't the sort of team that are banging in two or three goals a game. I I know they just scored two yeah. in this game week. But on average, over a, score, a, a spell of five games, I wouldn't expect them to score ten goals. Well, contradictory to what I just did last week. Usually, if I get a player in, I'd like to hold on to him for three or four weeks. And I've only given Barnes the two. Totally agree, yeah. but wild cards then that I would allow I would allow for that. No. Well, that's the that's really what I'm kind of going to be looking at this, you know, for the rest of the week because the main changes I made straight away were Otamendi or Dina out for RA, Otamendi in uh, swapping Ederson. Basically, I feel mm. like Otamendi's nailed now, and I only wanted a nailed Man City defense defensive asset. Completely agree. Taking point six out of Ederson, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm Can't believe that. he scored fifteen points. This oh, week. goal oh. and an assist and a clean sheet. Like that's fair what play I was if you got him at. in early. I was looking at like going one Bissaka, which was what I did this week. With one Bissaka to Otamendi last week, uh, and I was like, "Going because that's a move I'll make." But then I was going, "No, nah, I'm going to work hard, you know." Uh, fuck it, didn't do it. And I mean, I think everyone's going to be going. I was thinking Otamendi. Yeah, most people should have been. We recommended him last week on the podcast, and then he went off, had a shambles of a game. Yeah, and actually, <laughs> what uh, they lost. You apolo- apologize he, for that. I apologize <laughs> on Twitter for us recommending him, and then he scores. 15 so I don't know where I am with him yeah. that's the main reason why I as I said roll my transfer this week that, that could have been another option I could have just gotten him in because the writing was on the wall that Mendy was going to come back soon but I essentially basically Wilker has said got out of Mendy and Aurier in the defence by taking Dini out and Juan Bissaka I had already came off the double Liverpool yeah. and you know I basically just got Mountain then for Denonker okay, which was I, you know I, simple I approve those two defensive moves and oh you got Mountain for Denonker that's a big upgrade that's another great move yeah, yeah. you've got another Chelsea player in there I am surprised you haven't got Tammy um, I do and have, you got Pope and goals you happy with Pope for his, uh, his run I am and that brings us to another FBL Rossi question this week the man's a, a, a madman uh, he's actually been 
reaching out to us a bit uh, regarding this this season, if I'm correct. I think we have to answer this. This has become a weekly slot. Yeah. <laughs> who should uh, who should Rossi start in goals yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah. Heaton or Pope? Yeah, we've uh, we've helped him. I don't know if he's followed our advice every week, but I think we've he's been, been gracious enough to suggest he has. I'm yeah. sure he he's if been, he didn't trust it in his own gut, he wouldn't listen. But he's been getting he's right it right. I don't know if we've been getting it right, but he's definitely been getting it right. And this week, uh, both his keepers face each other. Yeah, that's uh, I didn't realize that when I read the question initially, and it was only afterwards when I kind of sat down to you know think about it a bit. I was like, oh fuck, this is a this is a, you know the, the great equalizer. Uh fucking Heaton versus Pope. Uh what do you do? And I'd be honest with you, I don't have a fucking clue. I mean like I would go with Burnley uh you know You go you go with Pope? I'm going with Pope. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna go with the home team. Do you think Burnley have been poured away? Uh not so much that. I just think Burnley in general don't score a whole lot. Yeah. And I think Aston Villa are very tight at home yeah like most home teams are going to be tight but they're very cautious they don't want to fall behind and start chasing a game and because I don't think they've got a whole lot of goals in them no, and Mings has looked very good Engels has looked very good I would uh, I would be playing Heaton they look pretty solid at the back I'll give you that I mean I am basing this on the one Aston Villa match I properly watched which was the nil nil West Ham and they were against 10 men for the last uh, you know 20 minutes of that so I don't know how accurate, uh, you know, my views on Aston Villa are. So I agree. I see where you're coming from. I've seen a bit of I Villa, have Pope in my team. Not a whole lot, but I've seen more than that. And uh, I've been happy with what I've seen with them as well. Well, the thing with Pope is I feel like he's got a fucking magnet up his arse that just attracts bonus points or save points or whatever. Because he never just gets two fucking points. It's always three. Even when he yeah. loses his clean sheet, it's three fucking points. And I'm like, oh, well... I'm going to stick with him for this week. So, Rossi, there you have it. You've divided the FBL hangover. Seamus is going with Aston Villa. If there's no episode 52, it's your fault. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, if we're both wrong next week, we'll definitely have to talk about that because I don't know how that would happen. (laughs) It was a goal fest in Burnley Villa. (laughs) McGinn with five. Yeah, Could happen. It could happen. But uh, look, we've been rambling around it. I appreciate the amount of time we've put into my wildcard team, but it is running late and we do need to get to a certain segment of the podcast Seamus do you have any idea what that segment could be are we talking about the drunk tank yeah we are talking about the drunk tank and I want to start this uh, week's drunk tank off in a similar vein as last week's one by offering a public apology to Stevosaurus Rex we abused him severely last week and I couldn't I couldn't get over it I don't know about you Seamus but I lost a lot of sleep that night uh, knowing the horrible things we said about the question that he took a lot of time to come up with. I slept like a baby. Yeah, well, that's your soulless, soulless I can't even remember what his question was. <laughs> I think he wanted us to basically do about four weeks worth of research on the Champions League and what difference it has. Oh, to. <laughs> yeah. But look, he has another question this week. And, and he's a good one this It week. is a good one, and that's why I wanted to apologize, even if it was completely insincere. And he's asking a question I've actually asked myself a load in the last three, four weeks. Um, he's like, Aguero's got eight goals and two assists in six games so far this season. Why is he not in my team? And he's also pointed out that neither of us have him in our team either. So why is he not in our teams? That's that's uh, It's an interesting question. Well, I can question. answer the second part. Because we've prioritised Sterling. We think Sterling would be a better long-term pick. But over the first six games, Aguero has been... Actually, not even that. First game, you had Sterling game week one and you decided in game week three to just, you know what, I'm going to get Aguero in. Either switching to Aguero or complimenting him with Aguero. Then, you know, 
you being quiz in like. Yeah. But I stand by what I said a few weeks ago that I think uh, KDB is a better long-term pick than Aguero, Aguero. and KDB is probably matched Aguero in the last three or four weeks anyway. Yeah, I mean, the KDB thing for me, I was tra- talking to one of the lads about it in work today, and I think KDB's price point and what he's done so far makes him the absolute perfect secondary Man City asset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will, for the remainder of the season, I have no doubt I will have either Sterling and KDB or Aguero and KDB, depending oh, yeah. on what happens. I would say the same. So if I have Sterling, I don't want to invest another 12 million in Man City's uh, strikers. You know, so, so you were saying we're going to have KDB 9.5 and yeah, we can have another 12 million, 21.5. Yeah. Yeah, it's too hard to get another 12 in there. Well, I mean, like, And do you think, so we, we're kind of in agreement on that we're going to have one or the other. And are you still confident that we've got the right guy long term or even yeah, medium think, term? No, I think long term they're both going to suffer from... The, it's like a Salah Mane thing for me this season in yeah. terms of who's going to do it. Uh, I genuinely think it's going to be a bit of both. Um, you're going to have weeks like this week where even though Aguero actually disappointed a lot of his owners uh, with his, I think it was a nine point return. I can't believe he only got nine points this week. I'm delighted. Like nine points. He was... Um, he should have got about 19. Because he got like a goal points. and an assist for the first two goals, did he? Yeah. And... I think it was first three. Our first yeah. three. And then you're... and But that was still like 12 minutes in or something. Mm. And then you're thinking, oh, this is he's going to get a hat-trick. He's definitely getting a hat-trick here. And then when he didn't come off, when um, Jesus didn't come on and they'd use their three subs, I was like, oh, God damn it. He could still get a yeah. hat-trick here. And you have to assume that most people that don't have Sterling... Or most people that have Sterling don't... Uh, or have Aguero don't have Sterling. So you're going like, this is going to be a massive point swing in that fucking little battle of uh, positions right there. You well, know? That, that is a question I have even been asking myself. I actually wrote down, is this has got to be a hot topic this this episode that we got to discuss. Is it time to move from Sterling to Aguero or is it too late? Now, I've been saying for the last two weeks it's probably too late. We probably missed Aguero's horse, but he's kept it up. But Did I don't you- know. I think, I think what I compare it to, just to answer my own question, is... Hazard last year. Yeah. If uh, Hazard goes in a spell and you got rid of him, then he starts banging again. Then you get him in and he goes quiet. Just keep him. Yeah. Man City assets will bang and then they'll go quiet and there'll be somebody else banging. Sané did it last year when Sterling went quiet and then Sterling came back like a rocket. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that's FPL 101. If you have someone like an Aguero, like a Salah, like a like a Sterling even, they will go through dry spells. That's, that's what FPL players tend to do. He's only blanked two games. He didn't play this game, so he didn't blank this game. I do think, and I probably fucking playing that, banging that same fucking drum that I feel like I've been banging for four fucking years. But I think Jesus, his injury helped Aguero a bit in terms of, you know, he was missing for a game or two, came back in the Champions League uh, last week. Um, he's back now. He's going to be looking for minutes again. Yeah. And I think... You get him in the Carabao Cup. He will get him in the Carabao Cup, but he's also going to be looking for Premier League minutes. And Pep is going to want to give it to him at some stage. So you're going to face the same... <laughs> but you're going to... My point is you're going to face the same dilemma that you have with Sterling. Because you asked me this week... Um, one of your questions was, you know, does Sterling... Uh, I said, who's going to replace him in the Game Week 7 lineup? Who's he going to replace in the yeah. Game Week 7? Yeah. So we, we both assume he's coming straight back in. Yeah, Because he's, he's been rested, so he's okay for the next, like, three game weeks or so. If he plays 19 minutes in the Carabao Cup, I might have second thoughts. <laughs> uh, you know, I might be going, oh, motherfucker. He's he been relegated options. to a second yeah. string. But I 100% think, like, Pep is... I think Pep is 100% behind him. So you're going to have the same dilemma with Sterling that you probably have with Aguero anyway. And that's the fact that 
that there is someone there who's going to take minutes off him at some stage in the season. And it will probably be in a really sexy fixture like Watford. You just got to make your choice and you know keep It's always going to be a home fixture against like a team that's going to get a paddling. Yeah, exactly. And I hope that answers a bit of that for you, Steve. But what else have you got in that big fat greasy sack here, Seamus? Uh, we have a few there. FPL Twain asks us, uh, Everton offensively and defensively, are they in a void? Now, we kind of spoke about them a while ago defensively. I think they're in a void defensively. Yeah. I would even go so far as to say they're a sell if you have them. Maybe you could keep Dean if, uh, mm. if you've other fires to put out. But I think there's value in there. Yeah, and um, someone wildcard and like I'm staying away from everything. So. Offensively, anyone that uh, attracts you there? No, I mean like we as I said, we kind of talked about them quite a bit, and we didn't mention a single attacking player. There's a reason we didn't mention it. Do you know what I mean? Striker position is just you don't know what's happening there. Yeah. Is it Keane one minute? Is it um, Calvert Lewin the next? Exactly. Uh, it will be started with like a couple of games, and it was benched this week. He hasn't looked brilliant anyway. He's yeah. looked. He looks okay in the cup. He looks okay, back. but you're going to have Bernard taking min- uh, yeah. minutes off uh, Wobi as well. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have see yeah. Richardson and Sigerson pop up with bits and bobs. They're the only season. two. Yeah, exactly. you could consider, but and don't consider. They're like eight million. No, exactly. No, you can't go for it. So that's um, a no. That's a that's firm a no. Twain avoid on the FPL Hangover Studios uh, side of things. Uh, yeah, Mossy Cronin. Um, so he asked us. Zinchenko replacements who do we like now you obviously like Adam Hendy anyone else uh, well that actually ties in with a lay question that we just got that I don't even know if you're aware of Seamus but FBL TJ who I think we had a question from in the last oh, yeah. episode better yeah. friend of the pod yeah he reached out and uh, he has a question pretty similar to to your own there or to, to the one you just mentioned he, thoughts on Mendy do you know is he back now uh, if you're on a wild card, are you considering getting them in? You know, that's kind of what you're saying in terms of Zinchenko replacements. I'm going to say hold off for a while. With Mendy, yeah. He he started this game week, but it very much seemed like when Zinchenko wasn't in the team, it was like, oh, Zinchenko's not even on the bench. They had Angelino. It very much seemed like the plan from before kickoff was half each. Yeah. You know, I wanted, he wanted to get game time on the pitch for Mendy, get some minutes under his belt, build up that match fitness. And that's exactly what seemed to happen. Anyway, he came off at half time. Angelino had second half. The first half, he wasn't doing the same things he was doing last year where he's bombing down the wing and whipping in loads of crosses. He was getting up, he was passing, he was getting involved, but he was being safe. Yeah. So until he shows what we, you know, that promise we saw at the start of last season, I'm going to say hold off. If you're wildcarding this week, maybe not, but if, maybe in two, it could only take two game weeks. He's definitely, and he could be nailed on then. He's definitely a, a wait and see in terms of him getting his fitness back and whether or not he even takes uh, the spot back from Zinchenko. And sorry if we cut across uh, the last question there from... Uh, who was it again? Uh, from uh, uh, Mossy Cronin about Zinchenko replacements. Yeah, well, no, yeah. he's a potential Zinchenko replacement. I think Zinchenko will still get minutes, so... But I think you got to be looking, worried about him and looking to take him out. Uh, I would think Otamendi is a better pick for your Man City defensive coverage for his price. Uh, Tamori is the one that really uh, I like. I really like at the moment and will... I haven't looked at the, the math yeah. per se, but he could very well come into my team. Yeah, and if you wanted to kind of keep the same kind of price point in that part of your team, which for some people it matters. Uh, I also think the man we already talked about a bit, Serge Aurier, I think at 4.9, you know, he's he offers another option for the next couple of weeks if you wanted to wait and see on the likes of a, on a, of a Mendy and see what happens. I have one more 
I'll suggest yeah. that is a bit left field. Uh, it shouldn't be because they've kept three clean sheets in a row. West Ham. Yeah. Uh, I'm really liking... Can't suggest a team, James. Well, like any West Ham defender, but Cresswell is interesting, but he's five million. And he only played because Mazuaku was suspended. Yeah, but he's uh, he used to be their first choice. Yeah, used there is to be there being there the key word. there is a there is you know maybe he loses his place, but he scored a great goal. He played really well at the weekend. Yeah, but that's not a recommendation. <laughs> Cresswell, like considering he just played, I would of prefer that. to go with uh, Diop or Ogbonna. Yeah, those Diop. are the two I'd go with. Um, as I said, he's five million. The same reason I wouldn't go with Fabianski. Five million is a small bit too much. West Ham only kept seven clean sheets all of last year. You wouldn't expect too much from them. But uh, yeah, but Buena isn't starting. It's Diop and Agbana. So one of those two for 4.5. Unless they've dropped. They could have even have dropped. I don't know. I doubt it. They've kept three clean sheets in a row. Their upcoming run of games. Bournemouth away. Crystal Palace at home. Everton away. Sheffield United at home. Newcastle at home. Three teams against uh, three home games in the next six against play- teams that aren't scoring a lot Crystal Palace Sheffield United and Newcastle in the next five away games against Bournemouth and Everton okay yeah Bournemouth are scoring goals Everton are scoring no, they goals they are pretty nice fixtures and I think West Ham are a solid uh, shout for player for you know options to come down off of a Zinchenko and as far as I'm concerned if I was a Zinchenko owner right now I would be coming off him yeah. uh, even though I feel like he'll more than likely play against Everton at the weekend I still know that his minutes are now at risk and that's something I wouldn't want from a 5.5 defender for City. Yeah. It'd be Otamendi. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? Otamendi's so. a good That's why well. you said it. I was like, yeah, I like it. There's only two more questions left in the drunk tank, sure. Um, and stay on the team of defenders. FPL Dazzler asks, is a sideways move from Robbo to Trent Alexander-Arnold worth it? Um, he's wondering, like, is double Liverpool defence a waste of funds for the next few weeks? What do you think? Um, is double Liverpool defence a waste of funds? For me, yeah. I think Liverpool haven't kept a clean sheet. So what did they do? Keep one clean sheet a season? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's no way. I want to... I'll be waiting until maybe Adrian come or Adrian comes back until Adrian fucks off and uh, Alisson comes back uh, to see if that maybe kind of sharpens them up a bit. But I think defensively, they don't look as sound as I was hoping. So double Liverpool defence for me is a, is a no-go right now. I think they just offer too much attacking as well. Do you know, like Salah, Firmino, Mane. What the fuck? I, like, you look at uh, Planet Field, they have triple Liverpool defence. And I'm going, oh, that's... Yeah, that is a in- fair tactic. And in the start yeah. of the season, like, I completely win it. Yeah. But, man, they must be seeding that Liverpool haven't kept for one yeah. fucking clean sheet. In a way, but the guys they got have getting attacking returns. In a way, though, I'd say this. If I was on triple Liverpool defence... I think I would have abandoned big at the back a whole lot faster than I am with double. Because <laughs> yeah. with double and with Dean and Zinchenko, I'm kind of they're all doing bits and kind of going. Ah, I don't want to come off them. I want to give them patience because I know when I come off them, they'll score yeah. points. And getting back to the start of Dazzler's question there, in terms of uh, Robert, you know, Robert the Trent, is it a sideways move? It, no, I don't think so. I mean, for me, like I had the luxury, I have the luxury of doing it on a wild card. It's basically going from Van Dyke to Trent. I think Trent is the. FPL player or FPL asset but also like the Liverpool asset to have uh, if you ask me for his price for the amount of free kicks he's taken I was worried at the start of the season and I still think he may lose minutes uh, but it seems like to, to Gomez but it seems like Gomez is pretty much battling for Matip's spot and not uh Alexander-Arnold's mm. so I was worried a lot about that transition I was burnt last season when he suddenly got dropped I think he's made himself undroppable in the sense of his potent delivery like that's just something that I've like stood out big time this year yeah scored a cracking goal the weekend uh, I'll be honest Dazzler 
that was the move I was going to make this week. I decided to roll it in the end and got myself an extra point out of it. Uh, I don't think it's a waste of a move. I I do like to have one extra transfer in the bank. If you've got two free transfers and you've got the funds for it, I think that's actually a very solid move. If you've only got one, I'd be prioritizing, and the rest of your team looks sound, I think it's a good move too. But, you know, I would be prioritizing maybe uh, transitioning over to some Chelsea assets there um, at the time being. Um, if you can't afford him without doing two moves, I'd just stick with Robbo. I'm probably going to stick with him now at this stage. There is Champions League to consider. And I think it's clear from what I was saying earlier that I'm also of the opinion that double Liverpool offence is probably a waste of funds when you can move that money to improve your fourth sub or, or your fourth mid. Or your third striker. Or your third striker. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of options around the place now. Uh, yeah, as I said, we're both in agreement there. I think the price points as well, it's, it is it is a bit of a sideways move because I think at the end of the season, Robbo is going to have less points than Trent, but not a whole lot less. But I still feel more comfortable with Trent uh, any week, like regardless of whether I think they're going to keep a clean sheet or not. My brain, Jar. Well, yeah, we're doing this pod together too long. We got to get more. We're uh, playing this fucking game together too long. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) But we got one more question. Uh, Last question is from FPL Rogue, whose mini league I am in real danger of being uh, eliminated from. Is that the backdoor eliminator? That's the no backdoor eliminator. So I'm. There's, I think I'm only up against one other person to represent Limerick. Oh, and I have no idea if I'm doing better or worse than him. I think he's doing better. I don't know how he did this week. So I could be knocked out of that. I may not even be representing Limerick because of this You're terrible start to the season. Us. I know. Mm. His question was, how many weeks do you think is reasonable to sit on a player who is blanking? Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, it, But, you know, it's completely subjective in terms of fixtures uh, what the player is how much money are they and what else you can do with that uh, like for like swaps but yeah I have very clear opinions on this myself do you have a rule like a Seamus rule that you're kind obviously going to break but you still say you have it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of well, you know Seamus' rules uh, don't really mean a whole lot no. uh, they can be easily broken just like Seamus facts yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly it's like you know me um, if uh, if it's a more expensive player uh, like it's a key player like I said Hazard last season and they're a clutch player a player you know is going to score 200 plus points Yeah, you just keep him so like a Sterling like a Sterling I'm yeah. keeping Sterling because mm-hmm. I know as soon as they get rid of him he's going to be the one banging in the points so uh, you got to show patience with those guys now if they blank four weeks in a row like blank then yeah you know you got you to move then okay but if they're like you're just not happy that they're getting like oh he's got five points this week and then he got six points last week you know stay patient with these guys if it's a cheaper asset you're more within your rights to want to move quickly like the question I have now is I got Barnes in a couple of weeks ago he's blanked two in a row and they're playing away this game against what you know yeah. has been a pretty tight Aston Villa team yeah. so I'm, he's obviously going to get more time in my team I I could make him the you know the make weight for Tammy, but like you're saying, if you were to wild card, like you looked at my team and said, "Well, I would have Tammy instead of Barnes." Well, yeah, it's a wild card, yeah, but I mean, I think I would. I think Tammy has to be in there. Yeah, but if you could get all three of them in, like I think Barnes is uh, still got some good fixtures. So yeah, I will give him another week. But if it's three blanks in a row, Barnes is getting the boot. Fair enough. No two ways about it. Fair enough. So you're saying three weeks is kind of where you start thinking about it. Um, two weeks really for somebody who's cheap but yeah. you got to get these guys in with the view for like three to five weeks yeah but that being said you expect a return within two weeks of getting them or that's why you're getting them yeah well i mean you know certain things can fuck your plans up in terms of 
ascending off say you got in uh you know someone this week and he's got a nice home fixture and then all of a sudden their team loses a man in the first 15 minutes i'm not going to hold it against my attacker that their team didn't score a goal you're dead right um you know if they're a man down and they have to play chase the game then you can't really say too much you can't blame the team too much the other thing to consider is like that person could have had like a couple of cracking games. Yeah. You know, there might be like Barnes we know can spang in goals, but he could have blanked these two weeks. If you looked at the underlying stats and you saw that his XG was like 1.8 over those two games and that, you know, he had some great chances in both games, but keeper pulled off a fantastic save or whatever. Then you go, well, no, it's, he's just been unlucky. So you got to, this is where the eye test comes in, you know, watching match today, watching live matches, uh, reading up match reports and actually looking at the stats on areas like, uh, the members area of Fancy Football Scout or Understat or any yeah. of these sites. But so that's fair enough. I mean, I think as uh, as we said there, it's a bit subjective in terms of how long you'll sit in a player. But you know, I'm if, sure if it's cheaper again, if it's someone like Cantwell who you got for four point five and yeah. he blanks six, seven game weeks in a row. Okay, I'll hold on to him. Yeah, exactly. So four point five. Who? Especially what four point five player are you looking to bring in? Do you know what I mean, that's exactly. going to make that much of a difference. But you mentioned XG there, and that's twice you mentioned it. That's one time. Too many on this podcast, Seamus. And speaking of one too many, it's time for Balls to the Wall. So with a week full of green arrows and, you know, just party celebrations all around, Seamus, you have refused to let me know whether or not I won this week's Balls to the Wall. You can just use your memory to but recall you, what picks you had and you'll know if you've won or lost. Or you know or... very, very well that I don't have <laughs> a lot of memory. Yeah. But as you tell me, I'm going to light this smooth cigarette. Oh, yeah. Lovely fags. Lovely fags. Lovely fags. Yeah. And you can tell me straight away right now, Seamus, who won? Well, you're going to need that cigarette, sure. Because I've trounced you in both counts. Uh, there was a draw on the Breen's sheets. Yep. So we both Breen got... Breen sheets. You're saying plural. It's just Breen sheet. Gary Breen. Breen sheets. Yeah. <laughs> this is the third episode, Chavis. I'm sorry. I just... I was like, I can... I'll leave it. Maybe it'll just... It's just misspeaking. It's like, no. We're on a different I can see the disappointment in your eyes. I feel really bad now. Yeah. <laughs> the Breen sheets, uh, we both um, actually had a good week this week. We both got a clean sheet. Dubravka, it was in the same game. It was a nil all between Brighton and Newcastle. Well, I, I was looking forward to this game. I was like, going, one of us is going to be fucking wrong and I can't wait. To well, I wasn't it. looking forward to it because I thought it had nil all written all over it. So. I was looking forward to the result. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and I saw Dubravka um, had made four saves according to live score. I was like, nice one. That's a bonus point. That should get me over the line. Dunk only has six because he got a yellow card. Another round that went to complete shit this year. Yeah, yeah, a lot of things are kind of going down this year. But anyway, apparently he only made two saves according to Fancy Football Scout or Fancy Football Premier League fancy Premier League yeah. site so yeah they both got six that was a tie for the third week in a row it's a tie but at least we're getting clean sheets when we tie as opposed to two pointers yeah I'll take that as a point each almost yeah we make that a point each yeah, actually that's a good way that. we both got our clean sheets right I think it's only maybe the third time that we've done that this well, so we did six games we've only done four game weeks for that for these sheets I think. oh really I did, we didn't do it in game week one I think we brought in in game week two and in game week three we introduced the 5.0 okay we're not doing too bad, so. yeah. not too bad um, with the hot shots I had first picked last week I went to Guero um, again bizarre he only got 9 points but I would be very happy with a 9 point return unless you know you were, uh, were looking at all these players with vice captain uh, KDB yeah so I had a Guero your first pick then was Sterling <sighs> eh, eh. Yeah. can't really blame you for that one and uh, there's no one subbing in in this uh, and your next pick was Aubameyang who got five points. 
since yeah. you got booked as well no bonus so five points i've already beaten you with aguero i also had salah so my 14 points beats your five you fucking punk that uh that makes it three two to me in the hot shots okay fair enough fair enough okay uh, i think just looking at that Seamus, you got very lucky Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm yeah. going to say right there. You're well, I got lucky. even more lucky with the Puck Fadas. Okay, tell me. My about. pick was Pepe, oh. who was given a penalty. Yeah, so apparently he takes penalties. Uh, who knew? Well, I didn't fucking know. Uh, Aubameyang handed him. I don't know, it's a confidence Without booster. Without a goal, by the way. Like, it's not like Aubameyang had already banged in four and he was like, here, take the Yeah, yeah, I've already got my hat-trick to take the next yeah. one. And uh, we, were, we were losing at that stage, I assume, were they? Or yeah. I'm not sure they were losing for most of the match. So <laughs> uh, his uh, his eight points uh, beats your two points for Mape uh, yeah. for Brighton. And apparently Brighton were the better team in that Newcastle Brighton game. It's like they had shots and uh, whatnot. So I mean, this is just what I've heard from other podcasts. I didn't actually watch any of the match. You know what? I actually haven't seen the highlights of that game. I I don't think I've got to that in match today too. Mm. So I'm upset that Mape blanked. And looking at his next fixtures of Chelsea and Tottenham, he's definitely a. He was definitely a one-week punt. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> he was. was a puck fodder indeed. And that brings us to this week's Hot Shots and Puck Fathers. And because you went first last week, I got to go first this week. Am I right, Shannon? That's correct. You've got picks one and four, and I've picked two and three. All right, so my first pick this week. And, you know, we've been kind of going heavy on the City and Liverpool for the last couple of weeks, so I kind of wanted to change it up a little bit. Don't know how well it's going to pay off for me. But I went with our Korean friend, Sun. Wait, yeah. he is Korean, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> South Korean. Like, uh, okay, fair enough. To be specific. Uh, yeah, Pacific. It's it's in the Pacific. Uh, but I really hope it is. I'm it not, is, it I'm is. not it editing is, it, it is. out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I went with Sun. And uh, yeah, fucking... Did, I think, you know, he blanked last week. Um, or did he get a... No, he got an assist last week. He, he got assisted Kane. Yeah, he uh, had a nice little back in for Kane. No, Kane, that was a lovely that finish. That was a fucking bullshit finish. You get it. Everyone, oh, he's, oh, look at this. It's like he fell over. No, and but he, he knew it. Yeah, one but, option. Yeah, he knew what he was doing, though. Yeah, but he had, he was condemned to freedom. He had but to take should, the shot like that. Yeah, but it should have been a trickler of a shot. No, I think that was a great finish. Oh, no. Fair play to him for sticking that away because, you know, he's like falling face first into the turf and he's still no. like, like, how can I get a clean strike off on this? I'm far more bitter in terms of that. I'd rather see him, you know, stay on his feet and slot a pass. That's a better goal than fucking falling flat in your ass. Agreed to disagree. <laughs> but no, I'm going with Sun this week. I think uh, Southampton uh, home match, you know, a home match against Southampton, I think it's prime for returns. I expect Spurs to want to bounce back after their miserable performance against Leicester last week. And yeah, he's my first pick. Who's yours? He's the only Spurs player I would trust. Yeah, I would add that. Um, it's a nice fixture for them. And this, he was a guy who was in our like differentials for the last couple of weeks, but uh, now is sent to pick up a few owners. Um, my first pick was Sterling. Fair enough. I don't know who is going to be dropped for him to come on. Whether it's going to be Bernardo, Mares, David Silva. Um, my suspicion it was possibly Bernardo because he did a bit of a racism kind of thing on Twitter. Uh, yeah, but I don't uh, think he'll want to play into that too much. So I wouldn't read into that. I think uh, that's very much probably a bubble of Twitter. Mendy's gotten over it. So <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Mendy was ever offended. But uh, I think he was kind of putting out. Yeah, maybe I thought he was slagging N'Golo Kante or something at this art because I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't. I just uh, saw bits and pieces of it. But either way, I just watched the Chelsea game where N'Golo Kante scored a great goal, and I was like, "Is he slagging N'Golo Kante here?" So yeah, like, that's that's bad form. But yeah, I don't know. We don't know who he's going to start for, but I like I can't see Sterling being benched a second game because this not. this would actually be benched and not rested. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Sterling is my pick. Uh, he seems the safest. Um, yeah, and who are they playing? 
They okay. are Everton, who, yeah, are generally better at home than away, but after scoring eight goals, you can't not back Man City. And I, I feel like you, I don't want to be going all in on Liverpool and Man City every week and our, puck, our hot shots being Salah and Sterling every game week. So uh, my second pick was Vardy for that Leicester fixture against Newcastle. Fair enough. I think Vardy is a solid pick. I think uh, Newcastle have not been absolutely, uh, you know, fucking amazing this season by no stretch of the imagination. They have, to be fair to them, been better than I thought it would be when the, before the season kicked off. Newcastle. Yeah, they have. Like, I thought, uh, you know, they're surely to get relegated. They got rid of all their strikers. And, and you know, by the end of the season, that could very well come to fruition. Mm. But uh, they've been slightly better. But I do think... Leicester are going to hammer uh, Newcastle at the weekend. Leicester look pretty decent. And Vardy's due a goal now. This kind of strike, I think Leicester against Newcastle, I think this is the sort of game that Leicester could, or uh, Newcastle could lose by three or four goals, more so than playing, you know, Man United or Chelsea. Yeah, because they're not you know, to defend this. Yeah, you know, teams like uh, Spurs kind of are having their problems at the moment. United, Arsenal having their problems. You feel like, Newcastle game a new, an organised Newcastle could just sit in there and do it but I think Jamie Vardy will have a field day against him oh fair enough and that brought me to my my second uh, hot shot of the week and yeah we we were we, we, we tried to avoid City and Liverpool but you know there's only so many options you're going to have and I'm going to back the man that I'm most likely going to captain this week he was quiet against Chelsea I feel like he's going to have a point to prove against Sheffield and I don't know how well they're going to cope with a player of his standard so yeah I'm going with Salah this week I think uh, fucking goal goal or two yeah I know Champions League midweek is going to be an important one he's surely not going to play in the uh, in the Carabao Cup I wouldn't imagine so so with a week's rest we know how good he can be once he gets a bit of a rest uh, yeah it's good pick you're happy pick. with that you're yeah, happy with that champ, go I got your blessing yeah okay well that brings us to our puck fathers for this week and because I went first in the hot shots you got your first puck father choice yeah, I was considering who you ultimately went with, but I won't spoil the surprise here. But uh, I can't because mm. of rules we are enforcing this year. Um, but my pick instead, I went for a Crystal Palace player. I was looking at the fixtures. I think Norwich away from home, very, very leaky. Yeah. Crystal, Crystal Palace aren't scoring a lot of goals and a player who's usually good for a lot of goals and who's under the 5% ownership rule that we have I think it could be time for a penalty for mm. Crystal Palace I think they're overdue VR, you know, has surely got to award goals instead of just denying goals at some stage or other and uh, I've gone for Mili Mili Vojevic yeah. that's a fair enough pick I, I like your logic there you know, I don't expect Crystal Palace to get a lot of goals but I do recognize a week Norwich have been away from home the what you know what there was I was looking at it there's not a I'd have to analyze it a whole lot more I didn't think of a lot of good differentials to have this week let me shout one right at you Seamus mm-hmm. and as you said you nearly spoiled it but I did go with a similar uh, train of thought as yourself in terms of Vardy versus Newcastle and I'm going with a slightly lesser owned player in a Yuri Telemans uh, I think uh, he's under the 5% mark uh, he's no, he's been pretty solid this season. He's got a double-digit return. Uh, and he gets himself into the box. It's a bit of a puck fodder. I don't know if I'd be going for him 
in my team long term I think if I had to properly choose like a midfield option at that price range it would more than likely be Madison but with his knock at the end of the Spurs game uh, I'm not 100% sure what state he's in exactly yeah. and it's a puck fella so I want to go with Tielemans <laughs> yeah and it could be that if Madison is out that Tielemans plays, plays a more advanced role you never know probably not look they'll probably bring in they'll probably give Perez more of a central role or Perez or, who knows yeah. but I think that's a good shout I think as I said I think there's uh, goals in that game and that brings us to our last section before we wrap this all up and that's our Breen Sheets Seamus yeah Breen Sheets two and defenders under 5 million who you got for I mentioned earlier I like Tamori for Chelsea and could very welcome into my team and that's who I've gone for fair enough a home match against Brighton we already mentioned Brighton uh, not exactly frotting at the mouth with forwards but they sold all their forwards for 36 year old Ben Murray yeah well and Maupe I suppose but uh, yeah fucking that's a solid pick you're going with uh, they gotta keep a clean sheet sooner or later they haven't they've been conceding goals at a huge rate the thing that makes him feel a bit more secure is Christensen going off uh, injured yeah. in the last game and uh, yeah Zuma, Zuma came on so like even when Rudiger comes back I mean, they still got two fine defenders in there. That like Zuma, in fairness, has had a poor start to the season. But PL wise, he's an absolute. Actually, all PL wise, he's had a fucking dreadful start to the season. But no, I'm with you. They do eventually have to keep a fucking clean sheet. Yeah. And why not against uh, against a Brighton team? You know, mm. fair enough. Uh, my brain sheet of the week was actually what was my brain sheet of the week? Oh. So basically. Yeah, I kind of went with the two defenders that I'm looking at, you know, possibly bringing into my team via the wildcard. And while he's under the 5% ownership and, or 5 million uh, buyout fucking mark, I went with Sartori. Yeah. 4.9 million. I'm being a bit cheeky. But as we already kind of spoke about Spurs' uh, chances against Southampton, I think Southampton have looked pretty toothless. And yeah, fucking... They have a nice run, but it so, feels so uncertain getting in a Spurs asset right now. It does. But at least he's not expensive, so... Well, that's what I'm thinking, and I'm going... If I can bring Tamori in for a dunk and basically keep a little bit of cash in Aurier, knowing that I won't be making a move the week after, and I can always come off him at the end of their pretty nice run. But in terms of a clean sheet this week, I think he's got to be up there with uh, one of the best shouts for under five million. Yeah, great. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there, folks. I want to thank everyone that reached out and dropped us some questions. Anyone that wants to get one in for next week, you can hit us up on Twitter at FBL Hangover. You can also reach us at Gmail at FBLHangover at gmail.com. Seamus, I believe you're also baiting around the Twitter sphere. I am. I'm at FPL Drunk. Yeah, they all know you about now. Make an absolute holy show of us on it. At FPL Drunk, brackets Seamus. Close brackets. (laughs) Close brackets. I'd like to wish you all the best of Game Week 7s. I hope your arrows are... You know, you say it, Seamus. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, you bastard, that's <laughs> I, my line. I wasn't going to say green. I was going to try to come up with something slightly off of green, like snack coloured. Our arrows are green. Let's keep them going. Keep them going, guys. May your arrows be green in Game Week 7. God bless.